This is issue 4 of Paradigm Academy, How to Survive an Alien Invasion. On the cover, a gymnasium full of scared teenagers gathers and watches as a muscular man explains the rules. In the background, our heroes can be seen making their way to the door. The tagline reads, They only had to follow one rule! first panel reveals an oddly shaped spacecraft hovering over the center of Zenith Bay as various lasers begin firing out of the sides of the ship and impacting different points in the city. We then cut back to the scene that we saw prior to the end of last issue. We see our Richard Reiser local news reporter on camera he is standing on top of a building with the ship in the background and he says this is our richard riser live on location in downtown zenith bay where aliens have just begun invading we then kind of have like a panel that kind of pans through the camera lens and uh out into like a television screen and then we see Technohack and Cece who are the only ones still left in the base of operations who are now seeing this. Technohack kind of looks at Cece and says, "No, oh, that's uh that's not good." No, I I don't think so. We then see a panel of of the like loudspeaker system in the school, and we see in italic letters some speech that's coming out of them. Attention students, this is Paradigm speaking. The mayor has declared a state of emergency. All students ages 14 and up are to report to the gymnasium immediately. Faculty and staff who are active members of the Defense Force report to my office. Thank you. CC turns to Technohack. Are you an active member of the Defense Force? Uh, yeah. It would appear that my uh, number's been called, so uh, I won't be joining you at the gymnasium. Stay safe. Take care of the rest of the students. She's, she's attempting to shift your labels. She's attempting to shift your savior up and your danger down. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, but I like her, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it. She my mom. <laughs> she my mom <laughs> and uh then she looks over she looks over her shoulder at chad who is kind of hovering next to her and she says chad armor mode please yes, ma'am. and chad kind of hovers over her chest and like little legs extend out and wrap around her back from from in front of her chest and you see that plates begin to uh emerge from the center of chad as she is now covered in a suit of high-tech armor. And uh, she says, she she gives you a wink as a, she doesn't have a full helm that comes up like Iron Man. It just kind of just comes up to her neck. She gives you a wink as she begins to hover away toward the office of Paradigm. As Cece's like starting to head for the gym, she also shoots off a group text that's like to the group text. Uh, meet you all there on the way? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. The rest of you are just about to leave the island and head off to go get cookies. Or actually, no, you pro- there's probably like a cookie stand on the pier. 
So you you all are at the pier. What's the cookie stand called? Too many cookies. Honestly, I like too many cookies, and here's why. Because I'm an, I'm imagining a multiplier, like someone with the ability to make multiples of themselves, and the entire the entire stand is run by m- multiples of this person. I love it. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> So you guys arrive at Too Many Cookies, and you see the owner of the stand, who is our multiple man knockoff. I don't have a name for him. So if anyone wants to give him a name. Jerry. (laughs) Ooh, multiplicity. Well, hold up. That's a movie. I don't think we're going to get sued for (laughs) making Um, someone's name multiplicity. (laughs) That's fair. I just wanted to throw that out there. A word. <laughs> also, I love the idea that each that each like different iteration of Jerry it is like a different emotional spectrum. So like one like it's it's almost like the Seven Dwarfs, but with emotions. So like actually sleepy, happy, dopey, bashful. Doc isn't an emotion. Uh, <laughs> Every time he splits, he loses a bit of himself to the new clone. Yeah. I like that. So yeah, you uh, you show up to too many cookies, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jerry says, "Oh hi, uh, glad to see that you're here for some cookies. I imagine. Ah, uh, hey me, you got any cookies ready? Yeah, sure thing, me." And you see another Jerry that comes up to the to the front of the stand with uh, a piping hot tray of cookies. Did um did we hear? The announcement as well, since we're on the pier. This is like almost a couple of second flashback in in time. So you're so there. There's a piping hot tray of chocolate chip cookies that is presented to you guys. Yeah, you guys want some milk with that? Duh. Yes. Hey, me, bring some milk from the back. Uh, why do I always have to get the milk? Michael leans over to Hamilton as they're waiting and says, isn't it weird that they all have the same name? No. I mean, it'd be hard to track the names of... of I mean, it's easy to say me, but imagine if this was Jerry, Terry, Larry, Barry, and Harry. Whew! But which me is the one he's talking to? It's about that point where you guys hear the the announcement from Paradigm over the intercom, uh, or actually, you you guys get the emergency notifications on your phones, uh, and followed by the announcement uh, uh, that Paradigm makes over the intercom, and uh, Jerry standing at the register says, "Oh, it looks like you're going to be taking those to go." Hamilton is going to grab. One for him and two for Cece. Michael is grabbing as many as he can hold in his hands and one in his mouth. I'm just going to grab one and then just kind of like hold it in my mouth and do the like... Anime toast thing? Yes. And then just kind of like hold it and just run towards the... Is it the gym or the auditorium? Uh, The gymnasium. Okay. Then that's, I guess, where we're headed, right? Unless we wanted to, like, break, break the rules. rules. <laughs> I kind of, like, look at everybody else and I'm just like, yeah? No? Yeah. 
No. Oh. No. Okay. We, we should disband Crime Club. I wouldn't say that, but still no. I mean, like, rebrand? Charity Club? We should... Crime Club will never die. We will Hero get back Club. to that, but I feel that we have done too many stupid things to do this, so let's go to the gym. Plus, Cece needs her cookies. Hero Club sounds like a sandwich. Cookie Club. I like Cookie Club. Yes. Cookie Club! And then I just <laughs> poke it towards the gym. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you all make your way into the gym, and you see Cece is kind of, uh, I imagine, hanging out like on the side somewhere near the bleachers, probably, waiting for the rest of the group. Yeah, and I, and I have a feeling that she is already, like, half-suited up. Like, like her hero stuff is on under her, like, shirt and sweatpants. All right, yeah, so you guys, you guys see Cece uh, there. You also, you also see all the other teenage students of the, of the school in this gymnasium. There is just a large crowd. You see just a, a huge group of students, including Brick uh, and his gang, uh, you see Girl Power, the all-girls supergroup. Well, all-girls except for the one boy who is also... So we, so we have... Uh, it's probably like almost like a half-page panel of just the Im- immense crowd of teens that are gathered in the gymnasium. And off to the side, we see like a, ty- a tiny like representation of CC in this sea of, of students, and then we have a close-up panel of Cece, who is who is kind of hiding off to the side in the uh, near the bleachers, contemplating throwing something at Brick's head. Hamilton is going to kind of prance, kind of up to her, with uh, an extending two cookies that he brought her. Hey, here you go. Oh bless! <laughs> and like literally shoves both cookies in her mouth at the same time. Hamilton hasn't touched his, and when he sees you do that, he goes, You want mine? No, no, you can have it. Are you sure? You seem famished. There's just a lot of nodding. (laughs) Okay. He's gonna munch his cookie. Michael has followed Hamilton up to Cece. He isn't saying anything, though, because his mouth is also full of cookie. There's like a big gulp bubble. So do you think they're going to ask us to do something? I mean, they never really let us do anything, so I doubt it. They're probably going to, like, make us stay here and be good or something. Oh, by the way, we're not Crime Club anymore. We're Cookie Club. I didn't agree to this. That was my idea. I don't care. We get that pan. We get that panel of simultaneously. Quinn says it was my idea, and Charlie says I didn't agree to this. <laughs> and it's at that point we had we there's like a, there's like the tapping, the the tapping sound of someone tapping on a microphone to see if it's on. Um, hello, can everyone hear me? All right, everyone, everyone, quiet down. Listen up. As many of you know, my name is Coach Gregson. Uh, some of you might recognize me as Hardline. I've been tasked with keeping an eye on you 
while the other faculty are off dealing with this alien invasion. So we're going to go over the rules. No one leaves the gymnasium. You remain here until I give the all clear. Understood. Hey, Charlie, you remember our bad rules should be broken conversation? Yes. I'm kind of feeling that's a bad rule. Yeah, it sounds like a real bad one. Are we sure we still don't want to be crime club? I never agreed to that. We just got off of probation. Maybe if we just ask really nicely, he'll let us leave. Michael raises his hand. Cece grabs Michael's hand, and like before it can even go up, it pulls it down. (laughs) (laughs) At the same time, uh, Hardline goes, don't even bother asking really nicely. You cannot leave the gymnasium. Oh. What are his powers? Can he read minds? No. I think he's strong. Maybe he just has, like, really, really strong ears. That makes sense. Does it? Is that how ears work? I don't know. I'm just going to kind of, like, motion at my ears and be like, do I look like I know how normal ears work? You've been to more school than me. (laughs) There's another interjection from Hardline as he says, follow the rule, the single rule. And everything will be fine. You will stay safe, and I will keep my job. So didn't he say there were multiple rules? He only said one of them. I know I said there were multiple rules, but the only other rule is don't forget rule number one. Don't leave the gymnasium. Do you have some sort of psychic connection? Do we have to kick you out of crime club? I think he's just got really strong ears. Yeah, I think I think Quinn was right. Really strong ears sound like a thing. It's a terrible idea to believe me on anything about, like, human anatomy. All right, so Charlie, what are we doing? Okay, so are we going to, like, try to fight the aliens? Is that what we want to do? I want to punch something, and I would prefer it to be an alien. Otherwise, it's going to be Michael. What about the server? Servers are good, too. I want to punch something, and if we don't give me something else to punch, it's going to be Michael. Hardline, if you can hear me, scratch your right shoulder. And Michael is staring very intently at Hardline's right shoulder. I think at the same time, you, th- you like, shortly after you say that, Hardline, Hardline reaches up and scratches his left shoulder with his right hand. Hmm. Jerry's still out. Maybe he heard you, but he's dyslexic. Hamilton, do you want to come with Charlie and me? No. No? No, I don't. um, Right now, I don't think it's good. This could be something real dangerous and serious, and we've done a lot of stupid things. And I uh, I feel like if we do this, it's just going to put us in even more danger. And if we get out of it, we're just going to be in even more trouble. It's a vicious cycle that we've been playing. <laughs> yeah. Hamilton will kind of like whisper into Cece's ear. But this many people in this area, we know that there's going to be a fight. I mean, look at Brick. He probably doesn't like me. So, uh, I mean, I know he doesn't like me. So, I mean, we'll get something either way, right? We can beat people and not go outside. So it, it kind of, we follow the rules. Yeah, he didn't say a rule about not punching people. Okay, I don't 
before this goes any further, I don't think we really want to start fights with our classmates. I think it would be better to start fights with the aliens invading us right now, or go punch the servers that we're supposed to destroy. I really don't like just sitting here while there's bad stuff happening. Cool, so then we're all in agreement. I'm going to create a distraction, we'll sneak out, and we'll go fight bad guys. I have an idea. I'm going to take out my phone and I'm going to text, Hey, ephemeral, on a scale from one to very, how pissed off would you be if we left the, the gymnasium? Uh, you, you wait for a little while and there doesn't appear to be a response. Charlie's not waiting. She's going to go and... <clears throat> um. She's going to try to create an illusion of some kids fighting to get whatever gym teacher's attention. So that way we can all sneak out the door. All right. That sounds like an unleash your powers. Or an are you watching closely? Mayhaps. Mayhaps. Why don't you read the move and then do the thing? When you mislead, distract, or trick someone, roll plus superior. On a hit, they are fooled at least for a moment. On a 10 plus, choose three. On a seven to nine, choose two. I got a 10. So I'm going to go with, you get an opportunity, you confuse them for some time, and you avoid further entanglement. All right. So you are specifically trying to distract Hardline with an illusion of students fighting so that you can sneak out the door. Yes. Couldn't we couldn't we just get people to fight? But then they actually get hurt. This way no one gets hurt. Unless they like get entangled in the illusion fight, but they should figure it out quickly. Anyway, let's just this way less people get hurt. Let's do it. Alright, so you guys see this illusion start start to form and uh Hardline is like off to the side talking to one of the other teachers who is kind of in charge of you guys, and he sees this going on. He says, hey, hey, knock it off. That's the other rule, no fighting. And he starts starts running toward the illusion to go and break up this fight as you all make your way out the doors. Uh, you get a couple of feet from the exterior doors of the gymnasium when you hear, hey, where do you think you're going? And you see a group of teenage girls behind you. Why don't you guys each take turns describing one member of Girl Power? Because we have five players, and there are five members of Girl Power. Okay. So I think she's she's one of the shorter ones in the group, like, probably about, like, 4'10". So people keep mistaking her for a child, even though she's, like, 15. Which is still a child, but not as young as people mistake her for. She has long brown hair. And whenever she's in costume, she has, like, a little, like, flower crown. And she also just, like, her costume is, like, a really floofy, like, pretty dress that does make her look like she's a flower girl in a wedding. And then, yeah, I think, like, outside of costume, she switches between just, like, no, outside of costume, she also wears pretty dresses. Not as floofy, but more like sundresses. This one is Riot Girl. She is uh, decked out in uh, what looks to be real heavy armor. And she has these gloves that are, I mean, they, they look like these gloves. You think, remember how like the Hulk, Hulk hands were, the toys? 
Yeah. So think of that only massive and like steam powered. And whenever she hits the, uh, the punch extends out to create an even stronger shock blast. And she is a, she's very much a brawler type. And uh, outside of, outside of being in her costume, she also really likes to wear really flowy, beautiful, like colorful dresses. She's also almost seven feet tall and is very, very massively wide and strong. She's very much Amazonian style. Is she single? God, I hope so. Asking for a friend, you know. Poor Jeremiah! The one I will be taking is Sword Girl. And her power can best be described as having a lot of swords. She, like, against all odds, it's kind of questionable how she has so many swords. But she's got, like, the two that cross across her back. She's got, like, at least three or four strapped along her legs. She's got a couple extra ones in her boots. You know that trope of, like, heroes walking into a place and they're like, leave all your weapons behind, and they unload, like, a massive amount of weapons, and then they're like, no, all of your weapons, and they drop a couple more, and then they're like, no, all of them, and they pull the one tiny one out of their boot. That is basically what this character is used for, is that trope. Uh, She is dressed... Like, she wears very much similar to, like, the uh, Kill Bill jumpsuit, but blue instead of yellow. And she has a blue uh, domino mask as well. She's also, like, very good at, like, martial arts and general fighting skills, but mostly involving swords. I'm going to be describing Fireboy Girl. Uh, So Fireboy Girl is basically... Just think of like a masculinized version, quote unquote, masculinized version of like Sailor Mars. He's kind of suave and he's kind of handsome, but he's also like, you're pretty sure he's gay. Or at least there's like a little something. He's a little, as Andy would say, funny. Um, But yeah, he has the ability to manipulate and generate fire. So it's, it's rare to see him without singed hair. But yeah, he's always just been like a really nice, genuine person until he got into the group and then he kind of kind of uh, uh, got a little pretentious. Finally, we have Glam Glow Girl, aka Triple G, aka Head Bitch. Her powers are light-based and very shiny and sparkly. And she tends to be like decked out in neons and yet somehow makes it look fashionable. Definitely has the scrunchie with the high blonde ponytail. Okay, yeah, and I think that I think that's who's talking to you is is Glam Glow Girl, and she and she says, "So where do you think you're going to get more cookies?" I want it to be known that Hamilton is lagging behind, so he's not really outside because he was not good with this idea. Cookies? Didn't you hear Hardline? He said we had to stay in the gymnasium. Question, is she inside of the gymnasium? No, she has followed you guys outside. And the rest of Girl Power are standing behind her in that superhero team pose. You're not inside of the gymnasium, and I don't take advice from hypocrites, so I'm going to go get some cookies. Look, why don't you just tell us what you're really doing? You're going to go fight the aliens. It's why we're out here, too. Aha! 
You're gonna go fight the aliens too? I mean, you're gonna go fight the aliens? Just you? Nobody else? I thought we were gonna go fight the aliens. Fuck yeah, we are. We're not gonna pass up this opportunity. So, what's your plan? Michael just kind of points at Cece. Oh, Cece does not like these girls. <laughs> does not like the girls. Just by, uh, God, just by proxy. Oh, I'm getting pointed at. Oh, so am I barreling my way through this? Is that our plan currently? I mean, it usually works out. I think our current plan is just like CC smash. Yeah, that sounds about right. If we create enough of a diversion, it may let the 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 real, you know, the top people take care of the issue if we can take out some of the, the pawns, you know? Hamilton says, like, from the doorway, which is somehow behind the flower power girl girl power there we go girl power and uh i think at that i think at that point riot girl has kind riot girl has kind of been playing like playing around on her phone and she kind of leans into glam glow girl and mutters something in her ear and shows her something on her phone and you see glam glow girl's face kind of like from from that like very upbeat smiley look uh, just kind of sinks, and she says, um, this might be tougher than we thought. She says, I'm going to walk over to you guys now. Don't do anything crazy. I just want to show you a video on YouTube, okay? We're not going to jump you. Who do you think we are? Well, you seem very skittish about the fact that I wanted to know where you were going, so. You were very accusational. To be fair, I would jump her. <laughs> yeah, Cece literally just says that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Riot Girl just kind of looks at you and shakes her head. So, so Glam Glow Girl walks walks forward to your group and shows you the phone, and we get a tight panel of the video that she's showing you. It is uh, someone like someone's like amateur like cell phone video of of the fight that's going on in the streets of Zenith Bay. And you see several very human looking aliens, except for their skin is almost metallic in color. And they are walking through the streets with like what look like big futuristic laser rifles. And you see a group of heroes, including Ephemeral and Technohack, uh, approach them and they begin firing the wep- firing weapons at the at the group of heroes and you see a close up of one of the heroes who is shot with this with this laser rifle who turns into a skeleton and falls to the ground very like mars attack style Hello, dear listener. Do you find yourself wishing for something new? Longing for power beyond your wildest imagination? The St. Fleur Magic Kit Deluxe Edition can grant you this wish. Among its many implements and magical components, you can find items hand-picked by the shadows of St. Fleur themselves, practical advice in a business card of the wolf, a copy of Aleister Crowley's Book of Law from the Scholar's Collection, the wizard's handwritten tips and tricks, 
a jar with a single tear and a silver pin, courtesy of the Fae, and an illustrated follow-along guide pinned by the vamp himself to lead you down the right path. You may even find a lily and an invitation from St. Fleur herself. All that you need to do is make a call and place your order now. Oh my god. Oh man. They Cece's taking off. Yeah, me too. <laughs> there's there's no conversation. There's Cece's taking off. Who still records in portrait? This is 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton has snuck up behind him and watched the video, and when Cece bolts, he's gonna bolt with her. Like literally there's panels of her like pulling the mask on, like ripping her shirt off. <laughs> yeah, Mike, I want to make it clear Michael is following after Cece, but like as he's running after her, he is wondering out loud, why are people still recording in portrait? Hey guys, I will I'll meet you there. Well, that's not suspicious at all. All I can think is that it's like they're here for something. And if my life has taught me anything, it's that coincidences don't really happen. So I'm going to go destroy the servers. That, that kind of like gets Cece to stumble a little bit. And she's just like, I techno hacks, basically all I have. I, and she like just turns and keeps bolting. <laughs> like she, she's determined to go there to help. As you're, as you're running off, you hear in your head, Cece, Cece, can you hear me? Yes. We're currently pinned down outside of the God, what did I call the what did I call the tech company two sessions ago? <laughs> I just wanted to say, if this goes badly, I'm sorry. And then the line goes dead. Quinn, we're headed to that company anyways. Come on. Called it. <laughs> Do we get cool spectral panthers again? Uh, I can try. I'm going to turn around and face girl power, and I'm going to be like, you guys want to join us? Glam Glow Girl is like, fuck yeah, we are. Awesome! Team up! Let's do it! And I'm going to summon a bunch of a bunch more of the flying spectral psychic jaguars. Alright, go ahead and unleash your powers. I got a nine! Alright, so you can either mark a condition, or or I'll tell you how it's unstable or temporary. Could Hamilton see that she is struggling and uh, extend his um, his telepathy to to kind of be like, "You can do this. You got this. You're just as great as you was as you always been, Quinn." Yeah, if you want to spend the the one team point that we start the session with, yeah, you can do that. I'm sure we won't regret that at all. I could just have it be unstable, or I could be insecure. I mean, worst case scenario, we're just going to land a little hard. I want to use that point. We are jumping the bay. On Psychic Jaguars! Let's go! All right, so we see we see a familiar group of Psychic Jaguars that are summoned at the edge of the bay. And you all hop on, and including CC? Question mark? Sure. I mean, like, 
thing is, like, Cece's not slowed down at all. Like, she, she's got very one-track mind on this. Since Quinn offered for the girl power to help out, would there be enough jaguars for them, Quinn? I assume that there's either going to be enough for everybody, or maybe there is, and that's why I was struggling. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, the girl, the girl power, all the all the girls and and Fireboy girl jump on uh, to their respective jaguars, and I think you see, I think you see Riot Girl like try to nudge the rib cage of the psychic jaguar with her heels, and she's like, "Come on, go." <laughs> How do you start this? And then at that point, like everything, uh, all of the jaguars leap across the bay and you all land on the other side. So as you reach the other side of the bay, you can see that large mothership uh, that is currently hovering in the center of the city. And it is massive. It covers up several city blocks in just a deep, dark shadow. and you see a couple of what look like uh like drone ships like small little offshoot drone ships that come that come out of the mothership that are kind of taking doing uh strafing patterns that are that are covering the city and one is currently heading your direction what do you guys do barrel my way through it i was going to ask are we in control of these Psychic jaguars? Like, are we able to guide them where we want them to be? If it's allowed, then sure. What are you trying to do? Michael wants to fly his jaguar up towards the ship and assist Cece in barreling their way through the ship. He's facing it head on. Okay. That sounds like a directly engage. That's so bad. That was so bad. That's 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 a that's a three. Yep. Yeah. No. No coming back from that one. So, uh, Cece, you are you're like, oh, I've got this. I'm an angry girl, and I can punch. And you are flying directly at this ship, and you make impact, and we see uh, the onomatopoeia of crunch as it looks like all of the knuckles on your right hand just shatter with the impact on this ship and you and uh, i'd like you to mark a condition for me please oh man that's just gonna throw her it's been a long time the last time that happened was in the lab she that's oof um yeah that's i hate it but i'm going with afraid all right michael what do you got michael now with his mask in position to become live wire is going to fly his jaguar past Cece, look at her and say, I'm sorry to say it, but it may be shocking that I'm better at this than you. He is going to unleash his whips from his backpack and try to just, like, use them to split the ship or damage it to the best of his ability. Okay, uh, that's that sounds like an unleash your powers because it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like you're trying to like take something from the ship or uh, you know gain a, give your allies an opportunity. It sounds like you're trying to manipulate your surroundings. If that does that make sense? That is fine by me. That's an eight. 
All right, so you can either mark a condition or I can tell you how it's unstable or temporary. I think I'm going to go ahead and mark insecure. Livewire is definitely like acting out to try to prove himself here because he is quickly aware of the fact that he is unpowered compared to the rest of his team. All right, so you mark insecure as you lash your chains out and impact this uh, this ship. You watch as the engine begins to sputter a little bit, and it begins to descend toward the ground. And as it descends toward the ground, you see that the actual appearance of the ship kind of flickers in and out of existence for a second. And when it finally reaches the ground, you see not the strange alien ship that you thought, but just the wreckage of what looks like a military drone of some kind. Oh, beans. That That's not good. Cece, are you seeing that down there with the chip and the not alien, the... That, that looks like one of our things. That's not good. Cece's not talking to you. Sorry, not talking to you. You just, like, get a panel of, like, Cece shaking her hand out. There's, like, a loud series of cracks as all of her fingers realign. Cece. Cece, can you hear me? Cece. Fuck off. I think it's time we go to the servers. Cookie Club away! And I'm just going to get all of the um, Jaguars to just book it. And then the one that was carrying Cece is just going to kind of like walk up to her and just like wait patiently. I'm pretty sure I don't have an unlimited range on that. So like what if you want to ride? I'm also going to... Uh, uh, I'm going to take a chance. Wish me luck. I'm going to uh, charge up my powers for the burn and flares. All right, go ahead and charge that burn. I got an 11. Wow, all right. On a hit, hold three burn. Perfect, all right, so you... uh... So you charge up your burn, and you are all taking off toward the insert tech company name here building. Side note for Caitlin, the player, because Cece would remember this since it was literally like a couple of hours ago at most. Didn't Technohex say the technology was like reality altering? Matter altering, not reality. Altering. Matter altering. Okay, yeah. thank you. The the stuff that the applicator is used for is called matter oscillating recombination formula uh, or MORPH. And it basically allows, it, it allows you to program the, uh, the, the material with the ability to change into a different kind of material. So it's almost like technological alchemy where you could basically turn salt into gold. But yes, CC is going to ride the dumb Jaguar. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you all take off through the streets of Zenith Bay and you are making your way 
downtown, walking fast on Jaguars, faces past, and you're headed toward your mentors. Um, you get to around the hospital, Zenith Bay Memorial Hospital. You, re- you reach and you see another contingent of uh, alien beings who are currently making their way toward the hospital. Well, why don't you take care of this, Michael, since you're so much better than me? I didn't mean to start such a chain reaction of emotions. There's there's an editor there's an editor's note of we tried to keep that joke out of the issue, but the writer insisted. So after seeing what happened before, Michael is going to do something that he does very rarely. He's going to stop and like take a look around and see if he can figure out like are these actually aliens or like what's going on here? All right, go ahead and assess the situation. Can I argue that Sparky is helping me there? Sure. Okay. I take a negative two on that because I am guilty for a grand total of 11. So my first one is going to be what here is the biggest threat? And then secondly, how could we best end this quickly? Okay, just a point of clarification on the what here is the biggest threat. Are you talking in the immediate in, in the immediate vicinity or are you talking in general in the situation? I think he would be focused on the immediate vicinity for right now. Okay, the the biggest threat in the immediate vicinity is the alien beings who are currently approaching the hospital. Uh how do would you be, how to best end this quickly? Again, is that in the immediate situation or is that in general uh yeah still immediate situation knock out or otherwise incapacitate the aliens all right so to the best of my knowledge they are in fact aliens yeah they look like aliens okay in that case michael or rather livewire is going to tell the rest of the group that is currently talking to him. Guys, we need to take out those aliens. As you say that, the aliens turn to the group of you, and I will I will insert some gibberish alien language uh, in post, but they shout something at you that you cannot understand and level their weapons at you and begin to fire. Uh, Hamilton uh, is going to extend his mind out to the aliens. How many are there? There's four currently. He's going to... I don't think he'd be able to take two of them on at the same time with this. So I think he's just going to try to extend his mind out to one of them, and he's going to uh, obliterate their mind. Okay. Um... The obliterate is, uh, it just incapacitates him. It doesn't kill him. It sounds like you're trying to directly engage a threat because you're trying to take their consciousness from them. Okie dokie. <laughs> Three. Damn. Yeah, you reach out and you can't grab a hold of a consciousness to speak of within the head of this creature. You're not sure if your powers are being blocked somehow, but it is 
it's strange how uh, nor you're pretty you're pretty trained in, on how to focus your abilities especially the psychic ones and uh this one's a tough nut to crack uh as you're doing this the firing continues and you hear a cry from one of the members of girl power as you turn and you see flower girl has been hit by one of the lasers and she reaches out a hand to you guys as she turns into a skeleton and falls to the ground. Well, I guess a voice recording gig is better than nothing. Those rotten kids couldn't even follow one rule. Paradigm Academy is produced, edited, and GM'd by Thomas Fleming. He can be found on Twitter at DorksideVO. Cece is played by Caitlin Cornell. She can be found on Twitter at SuperCaitlin1. Hamilton is played by DJ Giles. He can be found on Twitter at DocDooter. Charlie is played by Vanessa Haas. She can be found on Twitter at AlpacaMyBooks. Quinn is played by Weevil Randolph. She can be found on Twitter at uh underscore apocalypse. Michael is played by Andy Stade. He can be found on Twitter at AndyLion92. You can find us on Twitter at ParadigmPod1 or on Patreon at patreon.com slash papod. We'd like to thank the following people for becoming new patrons, Dylan Giles and Andrea Fields. Thank you so much for your support. Did you enjoy the ad for the Saint Fleur Magic Kit? Well, then you should check out our friends at... Well, then you should check out our friends from Shadows of Saint Fleur, a brand new Urban Shadows actual play podcast that launched on January 1st. They can be found on Twitter, at Saint Fleur Pod. Our theme music is Super Power Cool Dude by Kevin McLeod. Masks, a new generation, is a tabletop role-playing game created by Brendan Conway and distributed by Magpie Games. Did, we did agree that there is one he is still like the fire girl or something like that yeah, yeah. he he has to have girl in his name yeah he can he identify as boy yeah he follows I the have, girl naming convention i have he an idea break the name convention why don't we have it be something like fire boy girl <laughs> <laughs> that way it's like he was totally just like fire boy and then he joined the group and they were just like no no, 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 it has to be girl. And he's just like, but I like Fireboy. And then they're just like, fine, Fireboy girl. <laughs> I can get down with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs>